Welcome to Warm and Fuzzy, a podcast dedicated to all things nostalgic. We review our favourite movies, TV shows and talk about the fun trends from our childhood. I'm your host Shane. And I'm your co-host Amelia. Hello, hello and welcome back to another episode of Warm and Fuzzy. My voice is so loud right now. Hello, hello. Oh, yours is just Mine's as loud. just as loud. Dead. Amazing. Um, hi, how are you, newlywed? <laughs> Mrs. And I'm talking about Jessica Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm great. I am on cloud nine. It's been a week since we've gotten married i can't believe it it's like you do all this planning for one day and then before you know it it's over it's wild yeah like it's one of those things where your wedding feels like it was yesterday but it also feels like it was like a year ago yeah exactly so weird and i want to do it again not all the stress but i want to do it again no yeah no how was it it was amazing it was so nice to have our two families together this is the first time that they met yeah yeah in almost four years of us being together it's wild yeah um josh and i were just talking about my birthday this year and thinking of inviting my mum and then his family cute to dinner at Apollo question mark TBC but it's so daunting were you like were you scared I feel Um, like that's quite daunting right no because I know that my parents can hold their own in conversation and I also know that Den's parents are are the same and his siblings are like that too okay same with mine Um, although I did seat my brothers together yeah because my younger brother is like a little bit shy shy Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was great. Like, and every, and I also had my best friend Alicia there with her husband. Um, and they're like really chatty people. They're very social. So they were sat in the middle and it was just, it was so nice. Like everybody was perfect. Cute. Yeah. We it love was great. that. Yeah. It was just we the best We love when day. the vibes are hot mm-hmm. and the location was stunning. We yes. love the South coast. Yes. It was gorgeous. Um, the house we stayed in was beautiful. Yeah. The place that we had the dinner was um, the same place and it was just, yeah, incredible. Beautiful. Yeah. It was so nice and like, yeah, I don't know. It was just the best day and I'm so sad it's over, but I will say that like, the entire, pretty much the entire day, I was really calm. Yeah. And just, you know, like fully centered. You know, I, I don't meditate, but my meditation that morning was watching like season eight of the Kardashians. Love. So. And got my LED Some mask on. Yes. Because I was like, I feel like I should start getting ready now, but it's too early for me to get ready because I told you that I did my own hair and makeup. Yeah. Um, except for my fake bun that Alicia did. <laughs> Because I did not know how to do that and she was a ballerina. So She said, I'm going to DIY this. Mm-hmm. You don't, like, you're you're an MUA. You don't need someone else. Exactly. No one knows your face better than you as well. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. And, you know, like, I did have offers. Like, our friend Jackson, he offered yeah. to do my makeup. But Sweet. then I, you know, I just said, no, it's fine. Like, it's in the middle of the week, work week as well. And I don't want to make anyone drive to the South Coast. Aww. And I also just, I know myself, you know, like, when it comes to my own makeup, it's just, like, easier for easier me to for do you it. Easier for you to do it yourself. Yeah. Shout out to Jackson. Jackson Roberts. Hey, Jackson. For, <laughs> we for love you. At Jackson Robert MUA. Yes. Um, that's so cute. I would have done your PR for you if, <laughs> <laughs> if you needed it. But it was a, it was a sneaky wedding. It was, it was a sneaky wedding. Yeah. It was, she was low key. She so said, low key. She said, I want immediate friends and family there only, mm-hmm. which is cute. I yeah. think like an intimate wedding is really sweet. Yeah. It's so nice. And 
I think that when you have a larger wedding, which I've seen and I've been to like larger weddings, I feel like it would be so hard to talk to all of your guests. You are so detached. Yeah. Like I've been to weddings where I haven't even seen the bride and groom or it's just been like a high bye. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and that's what I almost expect at this point for weddings. Like I almost expect it to not be a thing. Like I think obviously the only time in a big wedding and I've been a bridesman once, mm, the only time you're, you see the bride like, at a big capacity or the bride and groom or whatever is when you probably play that position of like the bridesmaid, bridesman, groomsman, yeah. whatever you are. Um, yeah. And you know, you didn't have any of that. No. So, so it was really nice yeah. too. Like Alicia and, and Denon's brother Stern did stand up there with us. Okay, cute. Yeah. Um, but there was really no major responsibilities for them to have. And yeah. then they were the ones who signed the wedding, um, document certificate. certificate yeah so it wasn't like anything too crazy and it was just nice to be able to float around and talk to our family and you know mm-hmm. family members and friends who were there and just yeah. really kind of soak it all in um i love how low-key yours was and i'm already like mentally planning my long weekend away in byron bay for like my yeah. head, my my grooms what do they call it like a box gross box yeah box isn't my brand don't love don't love whatever like it'll yeah. be like my girl's trip my pre my wedding <laughs> trip i love it um I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had 22 people there in total because my niece, um, who's only four months, she didn't come, which yeah. was nice for my brother and his wife to just... Good little like yeah, lovers vacay. Exactly. Their Cute. first trip away from a new, after having a baby. I'm assuming your sister-in-law's parents looked after the baby, right? Yes. She yeah. was left home alone. Yeah, so she was, no, she was like by herself, like living her best life. She's living her best Matilda <laughs> life, honey. <Yeah. laughs> She's there very was, advanced there for was her a age. Can of spaghetti on the, on the <laughs> Bye. Oh, my God. Dead. Yeah, and then my best friend's baby was like asleep. So, you know, she was there, but she was like asleep. <laughs> she was there, but not there. Yeah, she was not there. Dead. She was like, see you guys. Babies, I'm are, out. babies are so random. I love it. <laughs> um but yeah it was it was great and my mom was my parents were living their best lives because they are incredibly can you be clucky if you're a grandparent yeah yeah so they're like they love children and babies and stuff so they were in heaven with all the like living their best life yeah with all the little the little ones around which was really cute they're probably ready for you to pop out a little totally baby singson oh yeah yeah or a camp a camp yeah, a yeah. camp. Wow. Have you changed your last name, like, officially? Um, No, just on Instagram. Okay, cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally messaged you the second you did it. I was like, oh, I see you. <laughs> Hello, name change. <laughs> Hello, name change. Well, it's How just tricky you? because, like, for for from a business perspective, because I'm a content creator, my yeah. brand is Your brand is, is Amelia Simpson. Yeah, 100%. exactly. So, I don't – I feel like that would be such a mission to change, like, legal documents yeah. and stuff. It might not be, but I all I've heard. I do love the sound of Amelia Kemp as well. Yeah. I know heaps of content creators that have like either changed their name as a brand, but kept their like maiden name or like their premarital name mm. or like have done like, you know, the Chloe Morello and like has, have just kept just their kept brand their as is. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But perhaps changed it like behind On like a legal document. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the process is. Um and if it's not too much of a mission, then I'll do it. Yeah. Um but yeah, professionally Amelia Simpson and then, you know, on Instagram as my not my username, but as my like display name, yeah. Amelia Simpson Kemp. Cute. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. We love a subtle we love a subtle hint. Yeah, a little boop. Yeah. She married. 
Are you going to hi- – is it going to be like a hyphen situation? Um, my mom hyphenated hers. I don't know that I'll hyphenate it. Maybe but I'll just put just them together. Two. Yeah. I don't really know what I would do. I think yeah. like as well as a publicist, like my last name's my brand as yeah. well. Yeah. So like – and I also love the name sound of like Shane Sutherland. It's yeah. phonetic. I yeah. think it's like – Rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it rolls yep. off the tongue. It's got like – don't want to toot my own horn, but it's got like star power. You know what I mean? Like it sounds <laughs> it. like a I boss name, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm just like, I love that it's phonetic. I love the way it sounds. Shane Borchard, not as much of a vibe. Shane Borchard. Interesting because it's got both of the sh sound. Shard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to like, Shane it'd have Borchard. to grow on me. And I also think like to hyphenate it, like Shane Borchard Sutherland. It's like or a Shane lot. Shane Sutherland Borchard. Yeah. It's a mouthful. It is. But like all double-barreled names are, are a mouthful, aren't they? Yeah. Millie but I do also camp. like Borchard. Like it sounds Borchard nice. is like very chic. It is. I feel like. Maybe I change it. Maybe you change it. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Shout out JB. <laughs> Shout out to JB. Um, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Interesting. I feel like there's a lot of like wedding energy around me. Like you're married. Mm. Like one of Josh's friends got engaged. We have two weddings this year. Wow. It is it's wedding wild. season as well, right? Yeah, it's wild. Every man and their dog is getting married. Uh, um, and literally the person who did Den's custom suit, he said that they had 26 weddings that week. Oh, my God. And he's like, normally on a busy week, it's four to six. But because there's no restrictions now, it is bonkers. That's so wild. And, and it's the same for me, like on social media. Every two seconds, there's a hens yeah. or a wedding. So. A lot of people are playing catch up probably from yeah. like the last Absolutely. two years, 18 months, whatever of craziness. Yeah. You know? And the wedding, the weather has been divine. Stunning. Yeah. So it's been great. La Nina has been holding off. I for know. Now. Yeah. I know. Actually. Yeah. Wild. What else is going on? Um, I watched a little bit of, what's her name? Anna Sorokin. Anna Delvey. Inventing Anna. Anna Sorokin slash Delvey. Delvey. We turned it off after 20 minutes. Really? It was bad. (laughs) I'm really liking it. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm up to episode like six or seven. You know what it is? Yeah. You need to push through the accent. No, it's not the accent. Oh, it's not the accent. No. You just don't like the vibe? It's the script. Okay, fair. Um, like, you know, when the, I don't even know who it was, but there was a guy who was like talking to his rich wife about like how he was the doorman or he looked at the doorman yeah. or he felt like a poor boy around his rich wife oh, and it just felt yeah. very like. Yes, that was the lawyer. That's yeah. Anna Sorokin's lawyer. Yeah, yeah. It just like the script felt really clunky and Okay. Cheap. I think push through. You know what? Like I have to say. I've been enamored with this story, though, since I read, like, the Vanity Fair article in 2017. So, I think I've been waiting so long for this. So, now that it's out, I'm like, yes. I read it too, though. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just, I was, I couldn't watch it. I think for me, like, I I tried because I was the one who pushed to watch it. And Dan was like, "Mm, okay. So, we started and then we were both just like, he said it first. He goes, script's kind of clunky and then like at the start he was like this looks cheap why does this look cheap and i was like it's a shonda rhymes production it shouldn't be cheap no and like considering the actors that they have like it shouldn't be cheap but then he was pointing out things like the lighting like seemed kind of cheap like nobody looked really good yeah you know like compared to 
I don't know, like what's a, what's a show that we've been watching recently, like Succession maybe or Ozark, even yeah. though Ozark has like a filter over it. Or even like Euphoria. Yeah, Euphoria, yeah. like, and that's HBO, so they have like big budgets. Big budgets. Um, same as Succession is HBO. Even like Ozarks, mm. I think like, even though it gives like small budget energy, it's shot like a big budget. Yeah. Like it's like everything makes sense Mm -hmm. and everything's aligned. Yeah, it's all really consistent. Yeah, I didn't see that with the lighting, but maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention just because I'm so like into it. Yeah, You know what I mean? I think like I'm not a huge fan of the journalists. So like the, I guess it like kind of centers. Mm. And to be fair, like when they said inventing Anna, I thought it would be more about Anna and like the origin stories versus... Does it not do that? Does it? Is it just like following the? You journalists? still don't know anything about her. Well, like you, see, like you Ugh. know things, bits and bo- but you don't know anything about her like life prior to nah, being like. I'm not gonna yet. go. <laughs> I am okay. not going back into and it. And I'm then. up to like episode six, so I'm like, you guys are gonna no. squeeze this into like three episodes, oh, probably not. No. Um, I just don't think she's told anyone. Like, yeah. I don't know who is the real Anna Delvey. I follow her on Instagram. What about? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. My confessional. Oh I my god! I do. I like enjoy. Like, I'm in two minds because she's obviously like done hor- like she's a criminal. She's a psycho. But I'm like, she was also like, I guess she was also like in some ways, like she was stealing from the rich. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, she was stealing from an institution that like has taken so much from the poor. Yeah, but just because you're stealing to stealing from the rich to give to the Peter poor. Pan vibes. <laughs> yeah, like you're not Peter yeah. Pan. Like yeah. she's still not a good person. No, no. You know? And I mean, like what she did in the like hotels and stuff. Mm. So not right. Yeah. But I'm kind of like obsessed with her. Oh, I'm totally. obsessed with I'm obsessed with like how did she get away with it? I've been really enjoying that. So it's interesting to hear you haven't been. Yeah. But it's good, like different perspective, you totally. know. Totally. I this isn't the first time I've heard what you're saying. So my boss was saying, like, yeah, she watched the first like 20, 30 minutes or she watched the first episode and she like wasn't pulled in, so she stopped watching. And I agree, I think the first episode was quite slow. Mm. Yeah. I feel like it's, it was a little bit of a slow burn, but then the more you keep watching them, I think the better it gets. Yeah, no, and I like was watching, and it, I was excited because it's Julia Garner and she's incredible in Ozark. Yes. Right? Love so her I was like Rita. so excited for her. Yeah. I was willing to overlook the accent because I knew that Anna Delvey has that like strange pan American, European accent. Yeah, it's like a pan European slash weirdly sometimes American. Yeah, so weird. weird. And, and I thought that she was doing okay with that. But yeah, it was just Julia Garner's star power and acting skills were not enough for me. Yeah. To like they, it kind of made her look bad because everything around it was so bad. Yeah, it's like, it's why like are you all of these like great actors have been given this really crap material, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and like we watched The Tinder Swindler the night before. Yeah. And that was better. I enjoyed I that. It yet. You should watch it. Um, okay. Because it like kind of all ties in, you know, two yeah. people, but opposite genders like stealing money. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been seeing some like. Anna Delvey herself dead. I can't believe I follow her. Um, Anna Delvey's been sharing. <laughs> she's been sharing. We live like, for the chaos. I know we do. She's been sharing like reinventing Anna. So I think Stop she's it. not. Doesn't she get a paycheck from this as well? I think she advised for parts of the 
movie. So she used the money she got from this to repay her debts. Okay. Which I think is like a positive thing. Oh, yeah. She can't have not done it though. Like she must yeah. have been forced to do it. Um, but it was like 250K or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She would be seething that she Insane. would have to give that over to pay. Yeah. But there's like so many wild bits that I wish I could talk about. But like <laughs> there's so many wild bits towards the. M- I'm obviously in the middle towards mm-hmm. the end. That you're just like, I can't believe she did this. And like. People are crazy. Live to tell the tale. Yeah. Wild. What have you been up to? What have you been watching besides Anna? Um, so my mate Anna. Old mate Anna. I think good. What have I been up to? I saw House of Gucci on Saturday night with okay. my two best friends. Yes. So we just went to Verona in Paddington. Cute. Can I just say, and I don't want to sound like a prissy bitch, but I don't think I can do like indie cinemas slash standard seated cinemas anymore. Like mm. I need to do Lux. You need gold class. I need gold class. I or love Lux. gold class. Like I can't do it. Yeah. I'm just like not equipped. For that lifestyle mm-hmm. anymore. So, what did you think of House of Gucci and her I accent? Mean like both s- their accents. <laughs> both their <laughs> accents. I'm in such. I'm in like two minds about it. So, there's things I like absolutely loved about the movie. I think stylistically and like the the styling was beautifully done, and it really did capture. It really did capture. Um, the glamour yeah, of the, the glamour era. of the era. And it really did capture, I'm just, I'm forgetting her right name now, Reggiani. Um, Patrizia. Patrizia. It really did capture Patrizia's like vibe. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they did it really well. Yeah. Um, the 80s excess yeah, vibe. Yeah, the 80s excess vibe. But it was really long. It probably could have been like a whole hour shorter. There yeah. was like a whole bunch of times where I was like, oh, that wasn't relevant. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like, it all led up to like the last 15 minutes of the movie. And then like, that's where everything happened. I would have liked to have seen like him die sooner. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. see like life and perhaps even after, because like Patricia's out now. She only mm-hmm. served like 18 years, I think. Not only, but she served like 18 yeah. or like 26 or 29 years, whatever she was supposed to serve. She didn't serve her full term. And she's like this kooky, crazy lady that like walks around Milan and like has a parrot. She always has a parrot on her shoulder. Oh, that's what she's like now. Yeah. She's been cut off from the Gucci fortune. Well, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Um, But her daughter's like obviously cut her off. So she actually has two daughters. She's got two daughters and they only featured one. one. Alessandra in the movie. She actually has a younger daughter as well. Um, They were talking though. When she mm. first got out, yeah, she, of they prison. were defending. They were defending. They were her defending in her court originally, and then she like tried to fight them over one of the yachts or something, oh one of the Gucci God. yachts, and she was done. Um, but yeah, I've been watch. I watched that, and like I would give it like a solid like. And this isn't a review on that movie, mm. but I would give it like a solid six and a half. Yeah, I was like six or seven. Six or seven. Yeah, yeah their like, accents. Was so Horrible. distracting. I yeah. couldn't get into it because I yeah. was distracted by Gaga's filler. Yeah, all over her face. She's so puffy. She it, is quite puffy ever since these like days. A Star Is Born. She's yeah. been puffy since like before that movie. Yeah. Um. So that was really distracting, and then her accent was just bad. And same yeah. as um Adam Driver. Yeah. And Gaga, I think as well, like lived quite a wild life prior to like being like. 
Hips of drugs, hips of drinking, Who, hips Patric- of sun. Patricia or Gaga? No, no, Gaga herself. So I imagine she got fillers to so, kind of like mask the years of neglect. Yeah, I know. She body. was like a New York party girl. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's distracting. But still, yes, I agree. Quite yeah. distracting. And yes, overall, like, yeah, six and a half, maybe yeah. a seven on a good day. Mm. You know, um, yeah. I love those kinds of movies i was really shocked that ridley scott directed it mm. i was like this is a very interesting movie for ridley scott to have direct, yeah. directed considering he's so like sci-fi focused true this yeah. was like a, almost like a true crime it had the feeling of like an american horror i was story. about to say i'm like trying to think of who that guy it is. was giving him yeah. the glee guy yeah um it was giving that energy but it was ridley scott yeah. so i was like really shocked and surprised by that you know what I liked more than this, though, was Holston, the doc, the TV series. I haven't watched that. <gasps> Is it about Holston Heritage? Yeah, the designer, Holston. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I haven't watched you that. You need to watch that and okay. then we'll talk. Yeah. I've caught up with Euphoria. I haven't watched last night's episode, but I I've watched... I watched last night's. Okay. Yeah. I've watched up to episode five. Okay. I don't know. I'm not mm. really super drawn in by this season. And, and I don't know if it's like an age thing because I'm 30. Because all the 21 and 23-year-olds at my work are like throffing it. Mm. No, because even my boss who's like older than me is throffing it. Maybe it's just a me thing. Yeah. I'm not feeling super like... And episode five was like really intense. And I don't know. I have like... Oh, this might be controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mm. I have like issues with... Like drug users, and like I find it hard to sympathize, yeah, okay. with drug addicts, yeah. So, watching that, it just like kind of made me angry, yeah. While a lot of people were like, No, I feel really sorry for Rue, and it's like I do obviously like feel some kind of remorse for Rue, and I see like why obviously weaved into her drug use is like the loss of her father and mm. like that deeper context. But, like, seeing the things she did, like, to her sister and her mom. Yeah, it's fucked. I'm just, like, I find it really hard to, you know, mm. feel remorseful to someone that's obviously going through their own pain, but at the same time is dragging everyone down with them. Yeah. I think, for me, when you remember it's a disease, yeah, that kind of allows you to feel that. Feel that. Yeah, sympathy. But sympathy. it's hard, like, if you've been around an addict... You know, you can you watch something like that and you kind of like understand what the family's going through, yeah. you know, sort of like to an extent. Yeah. You know, totally. like, I haven't gone through crazy shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I can yeah, I don't know. It didn't like make me angry or anything, but I, I was really anxious watching it. It make it makes me really anxious. Yeah. So I'm just like, Oh, do I wanna watch episode six? Is it worth it? Should I watch it? Well what I've learned is that a lot of people feel a lot of anxiety watching Euphoria and that I was not alone because remember I told you like it took me like a year to watch the first season because yeah. I couldn't get – I would watch an episode and be really like overwhelmed and I was – I found it so confronting, like all the nudity and all like the graphic sex scenes. And yeah. just I was like, I don't understand how high school kids are going through this, but in some parts of the world, that's normal, yeah. right? So, It's yeah. very porny. It is very porny. It is. It's like softcore like, porn. Sydney Sweeney's boobs are like out through the whole season, yeah. basically. And yeah. it's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's not a high school that I went to. No, nor <laughs> did I. And like my high school was a little bit wild, like all footy boys, like yeah. a bit, bit of a like boys club, but like not like 
Not that. They're acting like college kids. Yeah. Not yet, like, I don't even know if that's what college people act like. None of my college friends acted like that. I barely that. went to uni and that's not an experience yeah, no, that I had. None of my uni friends were like that. No. It's wild. Wild. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we're hanging around the wrong crowd. <laughs> Very sheltered. <laughs> Dead. Oh, um, all right. So let's roll into yeah, let's jump this, into week's, this movie, week's movie. Which is on theme. Which is on theme for you and me. Yeah, no, um, Euphoria High School. Yeah. <laughs> we're reviewing Euphoria. No, um, <laughs> we are doing the amazing movie, My Best Friend's Wedding, hmm. which is very current because you're one of my best friends and it was your wedding last week. Um, so let me jump into the nitty gritty. So the year it was made was 1997. The rating is M. The category is obviously rom-com, but it's also got a little <laughs> sprinkle of drama. Um, Just a sprinkle. Yeah. The director was PJ Hogan, who I'm assuming is Australian because has done a lot of Australian things. So Most notably Muriel's, Muriel's Wedding, Wedding, which I also watched last week. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I need to rewatch it, actually. Yeah. I think we need to do a week, an episode. An episode. On yeah, it. I think so. Um, the dressmaker, which I throw off. Mm. I fucking love the dressmaker. Peter Pan, great movie, like the um, live action Peter Pan. Oh, okay. What, Hook or Peter Pan? Peter Pan. Like, you know, the one with that little boy with the blonde hair that, like, all the girls were obsessed with when oh, we were teenagers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, um, yep. I forget his name. Twink vibes. Um, <laughs> then Lift Off. Do you remember Lift Off? Yeah, the it TV show. Yeah. Come on and Lift Off. Stop it. He, he directed Lift Off. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, who's 100% Aussie? Yeah, must be. Yeah. That's like 1992. I always remember that doll with no damn face. EC. Yes, EC. <laughs> Freaks me out. Alicia had an EC doll. Dead. It's so weird. Yeah. Dead. Wow. Um, so some amazing local chops there. The, yep. And the dressmaker, I swear, had like an Academy Award or an Oscar or something. Yeah, who's of the lead actor nature. in that? Kate Winslet and then Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth is in it. Yeah. Oh, why He's am I her, getting like, it? like love interest. Oh, I'm getting it mixed up with another film, which I'll remember in a second. Okay. Yeah. The the dressmaker's when Kate Winslet comes back to like her country town. She's been living in. London. Mm. She does okay. an amazing Australian accent in the movie. Interesting. I was shocked by it. I was like, "This sounds true blue Aussie." Um, the writer was Ronald Bass. Uh, the budget for the movie was thirty-eight million, um, and it grossed two hundred ninety-nine point three million. It was actually the seventh highest-grossing movie in nineteen ninety-seven. Interesting. So big, big movie. What else was out then? Toy Story. 97? Uh, I know. I'm not 100% sure, but I know the reason it didn't ever hit the number one spot was because of Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin, like, oh. held that spot. I know. What? Trash. But you know what? Is this a George Clooney Batman? Batman yes, and Robin? Yes, George Clooney yeah. Batman. Oy. I would sell my soul to watch Batman Forever with um, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> it's Nicole trash. Oh but I love God. it. I love the campness. I love Jim Carrey as um, the Riddler. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a vibe. I it's thought he was... Remember, I thought he was the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like, camp and tacky. Yeah. But camp and tacky that I can accept. And Uma. Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. Yeah. Like... Bitch, that's a stellar cast. Mm -hmm. That is true. <laughs> Too bad it's not a stellar movie. But um, 
the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie is 73%. Okay. So pretty good. That's pretty good. Some fun little tidbits I love. Randomly, the soundtrack reached number one in Australia only. What? <laughs> yeah. That's really random. Weird, weird. Um, I do have vivid memories of the video clip always being on video here. Yeah. yeah. And I remember seeing like this Say a Little Prayer for You scene on TV. Yeah. So maybe that was why it did so well. Yeah. Um, there's a Chinese remake. Oh. Wild. Hmm. Yeah. It um, had 12 award wins throughout award seasons and it had 24 nominations. It was nominated for an Oscar. God, really? Yeah. Julia Roberts, like, pulls, like, yeah. awards, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I found really interesting was Drew Barrymore was originally going to play the role of Kimberly, so the role Cameron Diaz played. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, Julia really wanted Cameron Diaz in the film. So she essentially went to the director and said, like, I want Cameron, got Cameron Diaz on board and got Dermot um, Maloney on, who Maloney. played... Sorry? Mulroney. Mulroney, sorry. Who played Michael O'Neill. Yes. So, Drew read for it. So did Laura Dern. Wild. Laura Dern. I Um, love Laura Dern. Yeah. That's what she has on me. But Julia, yeah, like you said, Julia had a lot of final approval of cast. Yeah. So, she only approved Cameron Diaz because they had to approve Dermot Mulroney as Michael. Yes. Yeah. So, they had to have Dermot in order to have Cameron. Mm-hmm. Um, she also actually wanted Benicio Del Toro to play her best friend, to Dead. play, what's his name? Um, is it? Wait, what's his name? Richard? It's what's her best uh, friend's George. name? George. George. She wanted him to play George, but he has zero acting, like zero comedic chops. So it would have been super awkward. He's also the most like uncamp yes. man. Yeah. I can't imagine him playing like a, a queer. The dapper BFF. camp yeah. best friend. Um, and also Russell Crowe read for the part of Michael and people, I think it was PJ Hogan because obviously Aussies, yeah. he knew that Russell Crowe was going to be a huge star, but he just like bombed the table read and apparently like Julia Roberts was like making eye contact and was basically like inches away from his face. But Russell was like eyes down, like reading the script. And then like after the table read, he was like, I think that went pretty well. <laughs> and PJ Hogan was like, yeah, nah. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. I love that. Um, oh my God, what's her name from Muriel's Wedding is in this. Rachel, Rachel Griffith. Griffith, who yeah. I saw at the tennis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who is in Brothers and Sisters. Yeah, in the VIP box. We love. Um, she's a vibe. Love her in this movie as well. Um, um, did you also notice that Malcolm in the Middle's oldest brother is. Yes. In Kimmy's, is the is it Kimmy's brother or Michael's brother? Michael's brother. Yeah. And then also someone from Ozark is one of his friends. Oh, really? Yeah. So skipping Random. all the way to the end where they're singing when they have helium. Yeah. Um, That's one of those yeah, two. Yeah. Yeah. The blonde guy. He plays like the Salt Lake. Is it Salt Lake City Gangsters? Oh, he yes. Plays the son. Oh. Yeah. He's so young in this movie. I Makes know. sense. He's also not that old. He looks good for his age then. Because yeah. like in Ozarks, he still looks quite young. I think, you know, yeah, he he still looks quite young, but he's probably what, like late 30s, late 30s early, 40s? early 40s? Yeah. Wild. Cool. Um, one thing I loved as well is 
SJP, so Sarah Jessica oh, Parker, yeah. was originally offered the role of Julianne Porter, but she wasn't able to make it um, due to commitments with Sex and the City. Like, Which would come out a year later. Yeah, mm. yeah, and like really shoot her to like superstardom. Yeah. Because I feel like SJP was like there. But, but would Sex you say the she City, was a superstar? I, will, no. I would say like Sex and the City really propelled her. Yes, and I think we talked about this like a few episodes back where, you know, I thought that she was, you know, well-known. But I mean, I suppose she was well-known, but she wasn't, you know, mega no, mega famous. wasn't like mega, mega famous. But I Julia agree. Roberts was. And like it's interesting that Julia Roberts had final say on the cast. Yeah. And also on the director. Like I don't know that she handpicked PJ Hogan. Oh, but she handpicked PJ. But there is a comment that she made that um, she actually really loved Muriel's wedding. And she thought that the person who could make Muriel sympathetic to the viewer would be the perfect person to For. direct yeah, this film. Because my best friend's wedding, like Julianne, she's not a sympathetic Ooh. She's not a sympathetic character. She's not at all. kind of a piece of shit, right? Yeah. So she'll like do whatever she has to to like take her man. Take that's her not man. her man. No. Um yeah, her man, so it's an interesting choice for Julia, but it makes sense because I think she had wanted to kind of go away from the rom-com romantic lead roles that she had had in the other film she was in. Yeah, she God, was that kind of... took forever to say that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep that in so you can hear how stupid I just sounded. Dad, it did take... No, sorry. It, it, is a, it did take a really long time. That sentence took a really long time. No, um, it did... It was something different for her. Yeah. Like, this isn't your standard, like, really, Julia Roberts prior to this had been, like, the good girl. You had, like, Mystic Pizza. I mean, she was, like, a little bit of, like, a rebel in Mystic Pizza, but she was still, like, your kind of, like, girl next door. Yeah. Like. And coming from, like, Pretty Woman and Runaway yeah. Bride. Yeah. Even yeah. though, like, in Runaway Bride, she was still, you know, there was issues that she had. It's interesting because she's, like, both parts gritty, pretty. Gritty. She's gritty and pretty. <laughs> Gritty Pretty podcast. Shout out. Um, shout out to Gritty Pretty. Um, no, she's both parts gritty and like quite, but still wholesome. And mm. like she still has this very wholesome image. Yeah. When she's quite often played quite like polarizing people where like she's lovable, but also like a little bit problematic and chaotic. Yeah. But in this, I would just say she's very problematic and like. But, you know, because Julia Roberts is such a prolific actress or actor she does make you kind of love her totally. a little bit yeah and i suppose watching this when i was younger i mean i didn't really watch it when it came out because i was too young and my mom didn't really like julia roberts yeah so interesting <laughs> yeah so like julia roberts movies were like a no-no in our home not like it was not like a no-no but she just like did not seek out watching those movies okay fair. so it was when i was like an older teenager that i could pick movies and you were like, I'm going to watch this. I was like, this. I'm going to watch this. Okay, I used to watch this so much as a kid. I used to love it and I don't know why. Well, it's just like very like fluffy and like visually it's quite beautiful, right? Yeah. It's got that romantic comedy kind of filter on it. Everything is bright and warm and the colours pop. Yeah. You know, it's very pretty. Also, like I had such a crush on Dermot. Yeah. Yeah. He's like... I don't know if this is the right word, but like perpetual, like leading man who's not actually a leading man because yeah. he's always the cut. He's always like secondary cast. You know what he is? He is him and 
um, Mr. Sheffield from The Nanny. They're like the same person. Because <laughs> they're like quite dashing and handsome men. Yeah. But never like play like... They're not it's the like, star. They're not the star. Yeah. They're always like... They're, they're kind of like... They're the heartthrob. Yeah, they're but the heartthrob. Yeah. But also like a little bit mature as well. Like, because he's not like young. You can young be a heartthrob and be mature. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He's like kind of like... But I mean, like, it's not like the like, you know... Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. Like, like the young... I guess like the Orlando Like Bloom, the Freddie like Prince Jr. In, yeah. Type. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, they're not your traditional like heartthrob. Yeah. No. They're more of a mature heartthrob. So, like, yeah. attract a different audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which we love. I think it just depends on the material, right? Like, Freddie totally. Prince Jr. is, like, in a high school movie. Yeah. Whereas, like, this is very much about, like, career... Like, people in their early 30s, like, 30s, late 20s. Yeah. Late 20s. Yeah, yeah. So, it works. But I think that, like... You know what? Dermot Mulroney also gives me Patrick Dempsey. Yes. Yeah. He does. Um... And yeah, he he kind of plays this character in like The Wedding Date as well with Deborah yeah. Messing. And yeah. then I'm sure he's been in other films where he plays a similar character. Yeah, I've seen um, him in other like TV shows and stuff, but I can't think of anything other than this that I'm mm. like, oh my God, you were like a compelling yeah, actor. actor. Um, yeah. Also, speaking of Patrick Dempsey, he plays the kind of like gender bending version of this film in Maid of Honor. Remember oh, how yeah. he's the best friend who goes to try and steal his best friend off yes, yes, the guy? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the flip. Yeah, that's I the flip. That. That's the flip. Um, should we talk about the plot? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So we have Julianne Potter, who is a 28-year-old food critic. She's a food critic, yeah. yeah. Food critic slash writer, right. it seems like. Yeah, and George is her editor. Yes, George is her editor. There's a very, like, conflict of interest friendship that they have. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, but I guess it's akin to, like, me being friends with my boss. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, But would your boss, like, fly across the country to console you if you were trying to steal your best, friend's, your best friend back off another man? Maybe if I asked her to. <laughs> <laughs> Can I call a friend and ask? Yeah, phone a friend. Um. But yeah, so she plays a food critic and then she gets a call that her best friend Michael is going to be getting married that weekend. Yeah, it's like really like, it's really shotgun vibes. Yeah, but it's like yeah. clearly not because it's a huge production. No, it's, it's like, yeah, you can't, as an event, as an event planner, as part of my encompassing as part of my role mm. i know you can't throw that unless you have like money can't and i guess they do they do have money can't buy access to yeah. like any supplier in the world they have fuck so, you like, money yeah they have fuck you money that like they could have literally <laughs> yeah just flown in whatever and done whatever they probably could have turned it around yeah no but i feel like looking at kimmy because we meet kimmy a little bit later who's yeah. michael's fiance psycho she is she her character is twenty years old. First of all, Baby. she's hella young. Yeah, but she also seems like the type of person who's been planning this wedding since she was born. You know, birth. So it's interesting to me that Michael invites his supposed best friend literally the weekend that the wedding's happening. Like that seems weird to yeah. me. Yeah, and even like Julianne's position, mm. Juliet, Julianne, I Julianne. think. Um, even her position within the wedding it's really weird because Kimmy asks her to be her maid of honor but then she's also kind of like the what do the you call best the, man. the best man yeah it's really strange but like I think yeah 
And I think that adds to the whole that like adds com- to the whole complication compli- of it all. Yeah, complex nature of yeah. their relationships. Totally. But it's just like if that's your best friend, why does she only find out the weekend of? And it's like it's because he had a complicated relationship with her that yeah. he didn't want to tell her. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. How would like you feel you've if... You've been keeping some secrets. Yeah. Boy. If you were Kimmy, and I feel for Kimmy because she's naive and yeah. young and doesn't know a lot. Yeah. But like if you were in Kimmy's position, how would you feel? Mm, if that's Josh really was like... Hard. I'm going to invite my best friend that you I've been bragging to you about for years and she's he's coming. I like I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm like not an overly jealous person and like I have the utmost trust in Josh. It's more like you can't control another person's actions, right? Yeah. So like obviously I would not know that you know this person feels the way Julianne's feeling. Mm. So I probably like, not that I would be naive to it, but I would definitely like not. I would feel weird if like they're going on like boats together alone, which is what they were doing. And like going out to karaoke nights together when it's like supposed to be your wedding weekend. Yeah. You should be spending time with your partner, right? Like you shouldn't be putting your partner home in a taxi because they're tired. Yeah. You should be going home with your partner. That's also like, shame on you, Michael. Just like an example of like, you know, the karaoke night or whatever. She's like like going to get rest eye because they're going to do a shoot early the next morning or whatever. Um, And she lets them go have fun. Yeah. But it's like, why wouldn't you go in in the um, taxi with your future wife? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't think that How I you would. Feel? I don't think I would let it get to that point. No. If my partner, if Den suddenly, I mean, look, when Den and I met, I was living with my housemate and also one of my best friends at the time, Sam, who was a straight guy. And yeah. we had known each other for years because we worked at Glue together and he was always completely platonic, nothing mm-hmm. ever inappropriate, nothing romantic. So. Yeah, I don't know. It just depends on the person, like how secure they are. Case by case. Case by case, yeah. totally. Yeah. But I also think like watching the movie back, Michael isn't a great fiancé slash husband. No, and he, he says to Julianne that he's seen her naked before. Yeah. It's like, what? It's like, <laughs> first of all, so inappropriate. Yeah. Second of all, you shouldn't say that. Like... Third of all, I don't care if you've seen me naked a hundred times. You ain't going to see it a hundred and one, baby. Yeah, it's like, like you're literally engaged. I'm here for your wedding. Yeah. Even though I'm trying to steal you away, you're not supposed to play into it too until I'm Sleazy ready to steal vibes. you away kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Sleazy vibes. Yeah. He gives me like, yeah, gross. It's like he almost wanted like that one last fling or like that one last moment with Julianne. Yeah. To either A, save him from this marriage or B... Boost his confidence. Boost his confidence and see him off into... Yeah. Like he's really not making a mistake. Yeah. He's really... Yeah. Yeah. Like he's doing the right thing, right? Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think there was a quote from a Vanity Fair article where they basically said that the film just follows three deeply messed up people. Literally. <laughs> and it's so true. Yeah. Because this is... It's a rom-com in that that's the category it sits in, but it's not because it's a really messed up premise. This could be a psychological thriller. Yeah, this is like (laughs) cray-cray. Dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's these three very complex characters 
it's like Julia Roberts is so vindictive and conniving. Kimmy's a bit like ditzy, but also like off the rocker. Yeah. Like there's just like something not right there. It's almost like she's so ignorant to like her own privilege that she just does whatever she wants to do and like I mean, says whatever she wants to say. That's the reality of a lot of people who totally. have that kind of privilege, right? And Michael's like a borderline sociopath. <laughs> like he's like clearly like stringing along Julianne and Kim. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He's almost like playing his bets and seeing like which one will pay off. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's that clued in, but he's definitely a piece of shit for making, like, comments that are totally inappropriate. So inappropriate. And he should be more, like, yeah, he shouldn't be going out with Julianne. No. Together alone, you know, like, no, it's just not appropriate. Especially knowing he feels the way he feels. And, yeah, and talking about her, however he's been talking about her, to his fiance, Mm -hmm. to the point where the family knows when she rocks up, oh, it's the woman she'll never be or the woman she'll, you know, never live up to. Horrible. Yeah, like, can you imagine being in that kind of a relationship where your partner has a best friend who's, like, talked about as, you know, the most amazing person ever? Wild. Yeah. It would yeah. not happen. No. No. Also, like, yeah, why are you talking so much about her yeah. to your partner's family? Yeah. It's freaky. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. But it's really, really strange dynamic. I do love Julia Roberts. Me too. Yeah. I love her. I do love her in this movie, even though she's like a piece of shit. And, and she did. She, that's it. She's she, but the thing is, it's like she owns it as well. Yeah. Like she knows what she's doing is wrong. She's fungus. Yeah, totally. <laughs> when that email comes through, that email that she saved on um, Kim's dad's laptop, yeah. that the <laughs> that the assistant sent through, and like Michael's boss sends it via fax mm-hmm. <laughs> because we didn't have printers back Bless. then. Um, via fax to him. I had, like, anxiety, like, full-blown anxiety. I was just like, oh, my God, how the fuck are you going to get out of this? Yeah, yeah. no, nah, like, you just have to cop to it, like, you yeah. are a piece of shit. Own it. And and she did, she did yeah. own it, she told him. And, yeah, just watching that, I was like, God, you're good. But, yeah. Like, I was just watching her as an actor, I'm like... All the Julia little man- is, mannerisms yeah. like that you would say like when you're in a panic and you have to apologize for something you've done wrong. Totally. And never apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she just Ooh. does it so well. She's amazing. Yeah. She um, really sits in like the upper echelon of like actresses of that era. Like I really do equate her to like a Kate Blanchett or a Nicole Kidman. I mean, I don't think Julia is as active in her career now as a lot of those women are like... Reese Witherspoon's still very active. Yeah. Like Nicole Kidman's still very active. Kate Blanchett also still very active in their career. Mm. I would say she's taken a little bit more of a backseat. Yeah. I think she produces now. I could be wrong. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I feel like she's taken a little bit of a backseat, but also like she's Julia Roberts. She doesn't need to act. Yeah. So like I'm sure she just like acts on like a one to act basis. She might have also like pieced out because she was like, I'm at my peak. Like, yeah, you know what I exactly. mean? Like, I don't, I don't need like, to work anymore. Totally. But it's funny, like, I find a lot of those actresses, like, Nicole Kidman had a rough couple of years. Like, she did Nine, which was, like, a kind of a weird movie. Um, she had, like, a couple of years of, like, really weird movies. And then she almost had, like, this resurgence in the last, like, four or five years with, like, um, what's that amazing show? 
Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. I love that. Um, obsessed, She's great. Obsessed. Yeah. And I love that it's like an Australian book. I feel like as well, like a lot of these women are embracing their like Australianness, like, you know, like Nicole Kidman, mm. um, Kate Blanchett. Like they're kind of almost coming back. Yeah. And like they're doing like these weird kind of indie Australian movies and I love it. Yeah, it's good to see. I really like that because yeah. that's it. They leave usually when they're younger to go and pursue a career in Hollywood. Yeah. And then when they get older, then they come back. Totally. And they invest more in Australian in the Australian economy. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Hemsworths. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah. well. Same thing. Um, I don't – I think this must have been later, but Julia Roberts, not at this time. Do you remember when she met her husband, Danny Moda, and he was actually married to somebody else and Julia Roberts was the other woman? No. So she had this scandal in the late 90s, early 2000s, probably, where she obviously met her husband who is, I think he was like a director or assistant director and they had an affair. And so Julia Roberts split up with Benjamin Bratt, who okay. is my mum's dream man. Dad. Um, and Danny Moda split up with his wife or fiance or whatever she was. And um, I think Julia Roberts was pictured wearing a T-shirt that said, like, not dump him. That was Britney. Team Julia or something like that. She, like, fully played into oh my God. that, like, yeah. She went against her, like, good girl image and fully embraced the harlot, like. That's wild. The homewrecker. See, like. I'll find the pap shots and I'll put it in the show notes. Totally. <laughs> you need to find those. Yeah. Um. Her and Sandra Bullock are both quite, like, perplexing like that, right? Because, like, Sandra Bullock, although she always kind of played, like, this kind of, like, good girl on camera. Mm -hmm. I guess, like, Miss Congeniality, no. But, like, all those other movies, like The Blind Side, XYZ, whatever. And then she dates these, like, really, really, like, rough guys. Like, what's his name? The one that, like, cheated on her with, like, 40,000 people. Oh, my God. I know. And then she, like, did the speech for, like, she got the Oscar for the blind side and she thanked her husband. And then, meanwhile, the next day it comes out that he's cheated on her with 800,000 women. Wild. And they'd adopted that their child that together. That child, yeah. yeah. Um, Insane. But like West a, Coast. West, it's like he does like West Coast something. Yeah, the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah interesting. Was with Kat Von D for like a million years. However, well. though, I would say that that's you know, kind of the reverse. But Sandra, yeah, Sandra Bullock didn't. You know, Was she's the victim. N- in yeah, case. she's not a homewrecker yeah. in this case. No. Um, but yeah, Julia, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, she yeah. really like. She embraced Shout it. Shout out to her publicist because, like, I never really, like, heard of that slash. Yeah. I feel like it wasn't, like, big news. It was splashed all over the tabloids that my mother Dead. would buy. Okay. Um, and then they, like, had kids together. So, they've got, like, three teenage yeah. children. I love just the Roberts family in general. Like, Julia and Emma. Oh, yeah. They just have, like, They a look so similar as well. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Emma's a lot, like, more. Emma looks like <laughs> Julia Roberts, like frail victorian <laughs> daughter yeah <laughs> she's like yeah. just like like incredibly like petite and like tiny while julia's i guess a lot more like i feel like julia i don't know she if she's feels tall, larger but than she life. gives tall gal energy yeah like she gives like 
It's the personality, Boss. it's the hair, it's yeah. the giant mouth, the huge eyes. Yeah. I was obsessed with Julia's deep set eyes as a yes. child. You know, like being Asian, I like, I was telling Dan this the other day that when I was in school, if I woke up and the, and the creases in my eyes weren't looking the right way, I would stand there and like, hold them to try and make them look more defined oh. and i'd cry if they <laughs> if oh they like God. folded like more like asian that day Camilla. so growing up i was obsessed with julia's eyes they are very deep set they are they? they're so deep set Jesus. so you'll never really see her wearing an intense smoky eye it's always liner it's always that's been like blended a, yeah yeah interesting i'm literally looking at photos now that's so interesting yeah but i wow. do love her makeup choices in this movie in particular because you know it's like it's late 90s so it's all a lot of neutrals yeah yeah so like her face is very monochromatic in that her hair is a similar color to her to lip her colors to her, her cheeks and yeah. then to her eyes yeah and so it all just kind of works um and then if we're talking about cameron diaz's character kimmy she's 20 meant to be 20 years old so she's yeah. very fresh-faced and young. very fresh so she's not young. really wearing a ton of makeup is she cameron diaz is literally a fetus in this movie she's yeah. so young well, before this, she'd only been in the mask, yeah. right? So she Which was quite love. young. Um, yeah. She's she, oh, like incredible. so good in the mask. But she looks beautiful in this movie. Like, yeah. Yeah, so young, so fresh-faced. It's crazy to think like three years later, she'll be in like Charlie's Angels, right? Yeah. And then what, like two years later, there's something about Mary? Yeah. Or a year later? A year later. Yeah, because of the short hair. Yeah. But, and that made her like bombshell status, yeah. being in there something about Mary. Yeah. But God, she's good in this one, in My Best Friend's Wedding. Because even though she's a side character, she really like makes her presence known. Yeah, she's amazing. I still can't believe, yeah, this versus Charlie's Angels is like... It's the same person. It's, but it's like three years apart. She yeah. just feels so much more like... Mature. Mature and grown. In Charlie's Angels, yeah. like, she feels like an adult, right? That's it. And she's still, like, ditzy, but she just looks a lot more grown. Mm. Wild. Testament to her acting chops and also the hair and makeup. Yeah, shout out. Team. And the yeah. screenwriters, I guess, because yeah. of the material that she's given. That's right. Um, we're already an hour in. We haven't really talked about the plot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Julianne goes to Chicago to essentially break up Michael and Kimmy. Yeah. Kimmy asks her to be her maid of honor, which is wild to me. Um, and then Julia just, Julianne proceeds to like, you know, try and manipulate the situation, eventually bringing benefit. George over yeah, to kind of join in. But he's good because he pulls her down to earth. Totally. Yeah. Like he kind of says like, you know what you're doing is wrong. Right? Yeah. Like, he, and like, like the conversation over the phone as well in the yeah. bookshop. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about the table scene? Cause it's like my favorite part. Yes. Of the um, like say a little prayer for you had a full-blown resurgence. That moment mm -hmm. is just, like, so iconic and so, like, camp. Yes. Like, the whole restaurant scene. It's so out of, like, it's so... Is it out of place? It it's seems like... incredibly it out of place. Yeah. Like, this is not a musical. <laughs> like, this is... This, this movie like, is Like, what is wild. going on right now? Yeah. <laughs> the weird, like... And, again, with, like, the helium balloon scene. Like, yeah. the weird two off singing scenes but i guess like that happens in muriel's wedding as well like to think of pj hogan it's kind of like what he does so well is camp mm, so it's almost okay. like he couldn't not, not do, do it, it. <laughs> you know what i mean so it was like almost like this it's like the tiniest injection of it and it really does make the movie and it though. is like one of the most it's popular 
scenes in the film. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's insane. Um, I love, yeah, I love the two cousins. So I love um, Rachel Griffith and whoever the other The other ladies. Is. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, but I love them both specifically in the scene. Mm. They're so good. Yeah, because yeah. it's like they can't really sing. No. Even though they sing at the reception later on. Yeah. But it's like, is that your actual singing voice or are you just like, you know... It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> um, but I just, I love it because no one at that table can actually sing. But no. they're all just like singing that song. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Julia, Julianne just looks like deeply uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. And then so does Michael because he's seeing this man, George, like fawning over this woman who he's not meant to be in love with. Yeah. But he's kind of realizing that, yeah, he's actually jealous. Yeah. Yeah. It's such an intense. It's such a, like, light but intense scene. It's, like, this weird juxtaposition of, like, you're both parts, like, enjoying it, but you're also, like, oh, my God. Like, this is awkward Yeah, this AF. is awkward AF. What is going on? And meanwhile, Kimmy's just singing along, like, oblivious. Yeah. His little <laughs> bubbly dits. She's just so, like, oblivious to anything outside of her... Little rich white little girl. Little rich white girl bubble. Yeah. 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 So good. Um, and then skipping ahead, I suppose, we've got the email that she sends and then, um, what, admitting to Michael what's going on. Yeah, so she essentially writes an email that is from Kimmy's father who wants a publicist at his, I'm assuming it's like a law firm. Mm. I don't really know what he does, um, but like wants a publicist there. For God knows what. They've broached the conversation prior. And he's made it clear that he... And he's made it clear that he does not want to do it. It's almost essentially caused like a rift in their entire relationship. And it's like, if it takes that one thing to shake this relationship, sis, it ain't right. Um, Yeah. But it's all... I mean, you can understand where he's coming from, right? Like from a... Because he doesn't want to be under the thumb of his future in-laws. That's it. I get it. Yeah, totally get it. I don't think it... I don't think we need that reaction though. Like, let's take it down a notch. Yeah, you know no, what he's I mean? Like, like, he gets like blistering rage. Blistering rage. Yeah, hundred percent. That's how I would describe it. Like, intense. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, yes, she sends that email, or she doesn't send that email. She drafts it, and then it gets sent. And then it gets sent and then by the Kimmy. Conf- oh no. And then Michael confronts Kimmy and yes. then they split up, then right? they split up, yeah. Which is what Julianne wanted. Yeah. But she's realising that she's a terrible fucking person. She's a terrible person and yeah. it's not really like she thought she wanted it, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. She's feeling a little bit of remorse. And that's her to it, but that's also her to a T, right? She's like... Impulsive. She's impulsive and like wafty. You can't lock her down. Mm. Like she's not the kind of person that... She thinks she wants something until she's got it, right? And then she's like, I don't want it. You know, she's that chick that tries like 40 flavors at Messina. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like she's that chick that you're waiting in the line for because you're like, sis, stop trying every flavor in the ice cream tub. Just pick a fucking flavor and move on. And that is probably the most irritating thing about her, right? Like Mm. as a character because it's like 
you can both parts relate to it because there's like times in your life where you're like, oh my God, if this had played out, I wonder where that would have gone, right? Mm. Like not necessarily about relationships, yeah. but like career, like friendships, mm-hmm. you know what I the mean? The whole like, sliding doors moment. The whole sliding doors yeah. moment where yep. you're just like, totally. oh, it was really this one moment where I had this option yeah, and I chose this one. But I wonder what this one would have been like. Mm. And that it seems like she kind of plays that out. And then obviously like, and then deeply <laughs> then regrets deeply it. Deeply regrets it and doesn't want it. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So then the next day there is the family gathering. Yeah. Um, and then that evening is actually the wedding. So it's like a full-on week-long, weekend-long yeah. series of events. It's a very like, this is a family that's wanted to do this their whole life. Energy. Yeah. Like they've been looking forward to it. Is she the only girl as well? Kimmy? Yeah. You know what? I think do the wedding day and then maybe like a cute lunch the day after, but mm-hmm. then like draw the line. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We don't need like, unless it's like a cultural thing, which I deeply appreciate. Yeah. We don't need like a four day dragged out, a million lunches, a million dinners, a million things going Dan on. Dan would like, never cop to that. No. And I'm I couldn't just do just thinking it. about yeah. that. Like, let's do the wedding day, which is already draining enough. Yeah. Being not the groom, but being part of a wedding party. Mm. By the end of that wedding day, sis, I was like out for two days. Yeah. I reckon. Like, I was I so cannot tired. talk to anyone anymore. And I wasn't even like the direct, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I was just assisting. Um, but I was so tired. It's like a whole day deal. Like you're going from like 10 o'clock in the morning till like after midnight. Dan you know? didn't come to our, I'm calling him out here, but he didn't come to our niece's second birthday on the weekend. I went alone because he was just so exhausted. Yeah. And like... He was taking naps in the middle of the day. Like, he was working the day after we got back, pretty much. I wasn't. So, I obviously had more energy. You had time to recoup. I had time to recoup. I also didn't have to be as on as him on the day because he had speeches. I didn't have a speech. Yeah. So, he had to schmooze with everybody beforehand. And Mm. then he had his vows to remember. And then he had to organize all of the shuttling around Mm. of family members and then the speeches. Can I ask you a question? Yes, you How may. How do you feel about the bride not having a speech? Because I think it's a little bit misogynistic not to be like 2022 woke boy of me. But I think like, why doesn't the why doesn't the bride have a speech? I've been to some weddings where the bride does speak. See, I've um, never been to a wedding where the bride's done a speech. Oh, you know, I like one of my first family weddings, my cousin spoke. Okay, um, cute. It was a big ass wedding too. And there was family drama because she didn't thank my grandparents. <gasps> <laughs> Tea. <laughs> Um, she's out of the will she's out of the will but yeah like I don't have an issue with it I preferred not speaking I didn't want to speak okay fair yeah I just like didn't want that added pressure I was really shocked at my first wedding though I was like oh the wife isn't saying anything like the bride yeah. isn't saying anything yeah and everyone was like oh the bride never has a speech and I was like what I didn't know that that was a traditional thing yeah because I'd been to a bunch of weddings where some spoke and uh, but most most did, but then some didn't speak. Didn't, yeah. And then I did ask, I remember why. And they were like, it's because the bride traditionally doesn't speak. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think with some weddings, it's nice to have some traditions in there. And then there are others that like, you don't necessarily need. Totally. It just depends on what your vibe is, right? Yeah. 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 Would you guys have, speaking about our own weddings, how traditional would yours be? If I at actually all? don't think it's going to be really traditional. I think... The actual ceremony itself, I think we'll just have like immediate family mm-hmm. and then like a larger reception. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because I just think that's more our vibe. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like having a big party. Like I don't want to spend a lot of money on a wedding. I'd prefer to spend a lot of money on the after party. On the after party. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, So I think like maybe the actual ceremony itself will be just intimate, like immediate family vibes. Mm. And then, yeah, everything after will be like a bit of a bigger celebration. Yeah. And I think like we'll have speeches, but they'll just be like top line. I don't think my mum or Josh's mum will speak. Oh, so we had parents speaking at ours. I don't know if my mum will feel comfortable doing it. Mm. TBC. TBC, Um, yeah. But like, not to get too deep, my dad hasn't played like a huge part of my life. So like... I don't, I wouldn't feel comfortable having like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just for tradition's sake, my dad get up there and speak just because. So I'm yeah. just like, oh, I would rather like if someone was going to do it, my mum do it. Yeah. But I know like it's not traditional for like, I know like most most of my friends' mothers haven't even gotten up and spoken. It's been like their fathers that have gotten yeah. up and spoken on like behalf of the family. Yeah. So we had um both sets of parents speak. Um my mum wasn't going to, but then I asked Dan's mum if she wanted to say something. And yeah. so she said yes. So we had my mum speak, my dad, Dan's mum and dad um, have their own speeches. And then Dan's brother, Cern, spoke. Cute. Because um, he was the best man. But yeah. I didn't ask Alicia to speak. I was yeah. like, you are not speaking. <laughs> Don't you call me out. Damn. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Amelia was trying to keep those secrets secrets, baby. <laughs> Pisces vibes. <laughs> um yeah no so just uh just one sibling spoke and then i just didn't think that my brothers really would have anything we're, we're to say yeah yeah yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. interesting yeah. yeah weddings really bring out like a certain way of like wanting to be traditional but also you want to also make it your own you there's know what some I mean? weddings though where people are like totally non-traditional like our celebrant shoshana she was amazing i um, love the name shoshana Shoshana is like a very traditional like Jewish name, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I love it. Um, but she was great. I think originally our ceremony had been written as non, very non-traditional. Yeah. Um, but Dan and I do like quite a lot of tradition. And like yeah. I think in our roles as well as a couple, we're yeah, very traditional. Yeah, you guys are very traditional. Yeah, he's yeah. very much the like a breadwinner. Like I have my own job, obviously, yeah. and like still have an income and whatever. But like. I mean, not to deep dive into the dynamics of our relationship, but we have very <laughs> traditional roles, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but there would be some ceremonies where it would be a lot more casual, the languaging yeah. use, but we were still like, no, we want it to be like, you can sprinkle in some fun bits, but yeah. we still want it to be quite to be traditional. Traditional and structured, yeah. 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 Obviously, Josh and I being like a homosexual couple. Mm. Um, Shakara. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> way. Um, there's moments where we almost like, there's moments where we dive into it and there's moments where we're like, um, fuck, fuck societal norms. Like we're not societal norms ourselves. So like, mm. why would we abide by these, yeah. by these traditions? Um, but yeah, I think like. But I feel like you could totally be a lady of leisure. Oh, 100%. <laughs> hundred percent. Look, if Josh told me tomorrow. Quit, quit your, your job. job. I'd be like. Okay, sis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> All right. I'll just walk Lucy for like three hours a day. Yeah. And I'll be skinny. I've got so the Dyson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have 
Julianne speaking to Kimmy and she's trying to convince her that she's not right for Michael. Yeah. And they have the whole jello speech, which I loved, where she's like, you know, like creme brulee. And what if Michael decides that he doesn't like creme brulee? He actually <laughs> likes jello. Jello? <laughs> And she's like, I can be Jello. You can't be Jello. I can be Jello. And it's funny because, like, I guess if you if they were desserts, Kimmy would definitely be like creme brulee, but like a psycho creme brulee. I don't know yeah. what that looks like. Like a creme brulee that you crack open and it like flames burst <laughs> out of it. <laughs> and then like, she'd Julianne be a souffle, would, but it would be all curdled inside. Totally. And no, then, that would be Julia actually. Yeah, no, Julia would be like Jello, but like you know when you have Jello and all you want is just like I shouldn't say je- jelly. Mm-hmm. You know when you have jelly and you just want like really hard, beautiful jelly, but then you crack into it and it's like weirdly soft on the it inside. It hasn't like set properly. It hasn't like set properly, mm-hmm. and it's like almost like runny. That's, I actually want jelly right be. now. Me too, and I can't eat it. Oh, yeah. I need to find no like vegan. vegetarian. Yeah. You can get vegetarian alternatives, but it's just like not the not same. Not the same. Yeah. yeah. In Fiji, we were in our love bubble. It's like early days of our relationship and we kept ordering desserts like to the room, like room service. Yeah. And one of them was Joji's jelly ice cream and it was literally a soft serve with like red jelly. And it's like the, the dessert that I ate every day. Yum. And I'm like salivating that's, thinking about it. It's big like me as a child energy. Like yeah. that's some Very stuff much Sizzler. Going to yeah, Sizzler. Yeah, Sizzler. <laughs> Vibes. I used to love those weird jelly cubes. Oh, the dessert <laughs> bar was dreams. Go off. And the cheese toast. Yes. Delish. Ooh, so good. There's actually, I think, a recipe for the cheese toast online. I okay. think you just like mix parmesan into butter and then like oh, spread it over. Okay, vibe. Amazing. We love. We can have That's... a conversation about cheese toast next week. Yeah, yum. Yep. <laughs> um, so then what happens? Then Julianne has the conversation with Michael um, where she's like, choose me, love yeah. me. And then she kisses him and he doesn't kiss her back. And then Kimmy sees and then they go on that chase. Um the iconic chase. The iconic chase. The iconic chase in every rom-com yeah. ever. Except that George is on the phone and he's like, did he kiss you back? You know, I think you need to accept that he's not chasing you, that yeah. you need to like. This yeah, is and a this one-way is, chase. Yeah, you just like need to give it up now. Yeah. Like you need to be the better person now and stop doing that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is good. I really like that. because, And that's why I think one of the reasons why this movie was so popular is because these are complex characters and you're not just expected to like them. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild though. Like usually at the end, like I guess the villain is what we're going to call Julianne. Mm-hmm. Usually has like an epiphany and is like, oh my God, like what I'm doing is wrong. I feel like she like almost doesn't really have that. Like she kind of, she has a very lazy version of that. Like, yeah. And she needs George to essentially like morally guide her out of this situation. Right. Yeah. It's like, sis, you don't have the common sense to know after you, he didn't kiss you back that like, this is not the vibe. Like stop. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that though. Who just like, don't get it. Yeah. She is a hundred percent that woman who will just be alone forever. Cause she's just batshit crazy. Insane. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> um, so then they have the wedding. She does the speech where yeah. she's like, I had a dream that someone was trying to break you two up. It was me. Um, and then she gives them her like her song with Michael. Yes. Because um, yeah. they didn't have a song. Yeah, Kimmy they didn't and Michael have a song. didn't have a song. And so that's she gave something them. Michael brought up yeah. to Julianne earlier in the movie. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Cute. then they finish and then they leave and then the guests are just left at the reception 
Yeah, that's that really interesting. Thing? I've never seen that happen before. Neither. Um, usually once the bride and groom leave, like Everyone leaves. Leave. Yeah. That's how it's been for every wedding I've been to. Yeah, same. Yeah. Weird. Strange. Anywho. Yeah. Um, and then that's it. Like, I mean, he rushes through the crowd to say goodbye to her. Yeah. But it's very like a, it's a big hug, emotional hug. And then he just kind of just goes, bye. And bye. then disappears into the crowd. And it's just like, yeah, like he should disappear. He's yeah. married now. Like you really need to move on. Move on, sis. Yeah. And then He's she the ends with like dancing with George. Because yes. he rocks up and saves the day. Yeah. Even though he's like never going to be her true love. No, she like she doesn't deserve George. Can no, I just she say? doesn't. He's, he's very far good. too good for her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's like an amazing friend, and she like is just like, man, I need help. Yeah. Like, she she can be the single hag forever. Yeah. I'm okay yeah. with that. But I feel sorry for him because I will say, as someone that's had like a single hag in my life. Mm. They bring you down. <laughs> Sometimes you got to drop the dead weight. Yeah, you, know you don't need I mean? that energy. No, yeah. no. You can only do so much. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, okay. Are there any other things that you wanted to chat about? Their wedding, maybe? Like how extravagant it was? I believe I was reading an article that said that they used 7,000 roses for the wedding scene. Insane. They treated it like a full-on, like, like a hectic. proper wedding. A proper, like, you bougie think they would wedding. Get, like, pro- like, fake flowers, I yeah. guess. Like, because surely you can edit that in, like, you know what I mean? In the back end to make it look... Maybe. I think Real. we're also like overestimating 1997 special effects totally. skills. 100%. I think yeah. that's very exuberant. Yeah. 7,000 white taniki roses flown in from Ecuador. Woo. Like from Ecuador, really? Yeah, wow. Jesus. Um, they must have cleared a field with that many flowers It's as well. interesting though, like how much... You kind of look to weddings for inspiration though. Yeah. You know, like even with my own wedding, I didn't look... To inspiration for like the ceremony or reception or anything like that but my wedding dress we spoke about this off mic yes yeah but my wedding dress and veil was very much j-lo in the wedding planner without yeah. realizing it yeah um yeah so i mean you do kind of look at weddings and stuff on she, movies she was thrifty but she was also wearing jacquemus so. <laughs> yeah she was wearing jacquemus um Dead. i did i'm just going back to my own wedding though but like i love watching like wedding related movies now yeah yeah i even enjoyed and i haven't been married like i just it's think just it's nice like, it's nice yeah. yeah i think like as well different context for me coming from like a broken home i'm like oh weddings are so beautiful <laughs> you know what i mean i'm just like you know like people can be happy yeah like so objectively like nice. this is like quite stunning yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Then i become a realist and i'm like love doesn't last forever <laughs> <laughs> Love dies. Oh no, I'm joking. God. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Love Your does love last. Your love lasts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I think the wedding was highly exuberant. I think all, I think Hollywood sets a really unrealistic expectation for what a wedding should look yep. like. I think we know Hollywood sets a lot of unhealthy um, expectations. expectations on yes. society but yes one of them is weddings and one of them is having like these over the top it's like kim kardashian and her one million dollar wedding to chris humphreys that lasted like 40 72 days hours. Oh, 72 yeah yeah 72 yeah. days or something was it oh yeah no but 
Or was it days or was it hours? I think it was like 40 days or something. Yeah, like you're probably right. Yeah. days or something. It was Britney Spears' other oh, marriage that lasted like seven. That's hours. right, Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander. Nah. Uh, yeah, I'm know. like, isn't that George? Dancer, right? From... And that's Kevin Federline. But I'm like, isn't Jason Alexander George Costanza from Seinfeld? Oh, Dad, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Whoever it was, it lasted 72 hours. It wasn't that relevant. Yeah. But yes, it's like the Kim Kardashian million dollar wedding that she didn't pay a cent for. Yeah, it's all e very like over the top and unrealistic. Yeah. It's yeah. like no one has weddings like that. Oh, I love it though. Yeah. It's so pretty. It is beautiful. Yeah, the aesthetics Stunning. of it all. Yeah. Alrighty, that is about... It on the movie. Yep. How many warm and fuzzies Cute. are you going to give that? I'm going to give it a solid seven and a half. I thought you loved this movie. I did love it, but after rewatching it, I was just like, yo, these adults are messed up, yo. <laughs> like, they are cooked. They're cooked. Yep. I'm like almost to a point where I'm just like too cooked. And I yeah. did love the movie as a child, really strange. Yeah. But yeah, rewatching it again, I was just like, oh. like, I love it. And it has like a special place in my heart mm. from like a nostalgia perspective. Yeah. But from a from my realist adult skewed lens now, I'm just like, y'all are toxic. This is like a three way thruple toxic situation oh that God. I do not condone to, but I'll still give you a seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about you? I'm going to give it a nine. Okay. I didn't actually love this movie growing up. It was not one that I... I mean, I told you, it's not one that I watched a yeah. lot growing up. Um, but I like it more now as an adult because I realize how complex these characters are. And I, yes. that's what I appreciate about it, though. Okay, is that fair. they took the rom-com genre, flipped it on its head, yep. and made these really unlikable people and made a rom-com that wasn't actually a rom-com. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. That was also very successful. Yeah. So... They killed it. They took that blueprint, threw it in the threw trash. It, threw it in the trash. And just started yeah, fresh. Yeah. Yeah, and it worked. And it worked. And you still love Julie Roberts, even You're though right. she was a piece of shit. I'll bump it up to eight. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm giving it a half Choose a your choice. Yeah. Um, you're right. I think contextually it's like quite it's probably one of the deeper rom coms or the deeper rom coms not rom coms in this category that we've done yeah i just yeah. like that they're like not it's not just like fluffy it's not like the wedding planner where they're no. very like one-dimensional yeah um and then they just like fall in love yeah. you know they didn't fall in love she ended up alone yeah which is she deserves to be alone totally you know, she like needs she, to be alone like she needs to work on herself yeah and get through her issues she probably needs to be alone in like padded walls she needs a lot I mean? of therapy yeah she does yeah she does yeah. um they all need therapy i think they do yeah but they i like need, i like they that. need a group session i think just to like hash it all out you yeah, know, possibly, maybe a few. Possibly. Yeah. Kimmy might leave then. She'd find out some things she didn't want to know. Yeah, true. Yeah. Tea. Anywho, that's um, it. That's it for this week, you guys. Thanks so much for joining us. This is going to be a long one. I know. Um, so, as you know, you can follow us on Instagram. Our handle <laughs> is <laughs> our handle is warm and fuzzy underscore podcast be sure to check it out um we have some cute like nostalgic content on there but also um some like obviously all the kind of episode related stuff i just realized we didn't talk about the super bowl that's fine because i haven't watched it um oh okay yeah dead <laughs> and then 
you can also follow us on our personal channels. I am at Shanino underscore and Amelia is at Amelia Singson. You can also send us an email, womanfuzzypodcast at gmail.com or you can drop us a voice note on Anchor. Yes. That's it, guys. Um, if you aren't already subscribed, please subscribe. We love it. If you um, would give us a rating, yes. five stars, please leave us a review on Apple. If you yeah. want to, we love reading those. We love it. Um, and we do appreciate all the ratings that you've given us on Spotify. Yeah, that's, guys. That's been really sweet. Love. We love, 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 love the ratings. Yeah. I was showing Amelia the other day and she didn't know how to read them. I didn't them. know how to read them. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, because it doesn't show up on my Spotify app. And so I had no idea Dead. that we were like five stars or 4.9 or something like that. Five yeah. star ratings. But yeah, it's amazing. Anywho, um, we will see you guys next week for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.